The Off the Huzzle podcast recording live from Regina, Saskatchewan, presented by Rolo Golf. Now, here are your hosts, Drew Koser, Troy Koser, Turner Ripplinger, Tori Coughlin. Reminder, Off the Huzzle podcast is found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and even YouTube. Now sit back and enjoy the podcast. Alrighty, we are back. Episode 141 of the Off the Hazel podcast presented by Rolo Golf. Rolo Golf, unbelievable. The clothing, hats, golf club head covers, but the clothing, unbelievable. They got bucket hats, they got rope hats, they got golf shirts, they got quarter zips, all in different styles, different everything. It's awesome. It's cool. It's unique. It fits well. It's dry proof uh yeah so this podcast presented by rollo golf reminder you go there hazel 25 promo code every time every time after that pleased to be joined by the man all the way down in alabama how are you how are you now fella i'm good buddy yeah, Rolo's the bomb. There's no question about it. Um, that's like all I, I got to say about that. All you got to do is buy buy some, and you'll be a believer. I promise. Believer. Um, like I said before, if Adam Sandler wears it, not even us wearing it, but if Adam Sandler can wear it, you can wear it too. So check out Rolo Golf today. Hazel 25 promo code and all on all sales. Just do it. So um yeah. Okay, no Troy today. No Turner's on the bus right now. Uh a little bit to talk about today. We had a guest on shortly here, episode 141. He's a beauty, sassy guy. Um, but let's go back to last week, episode 140. It's been a while since we've been on the podcast. I took a hiatus, sort of the fellows, obviously. Uh, but Gene Principe, uh, Tori, thoughts on that pod. Uh, briefly here he he was cool man <laughs> he was way cooler than i expected i see like i'm out of the loop with all the sports casters up there like him and ken reed i had no clue really who they were um but both delivered and both were great like gene i feel like could have gone forever ken oh, definitely yeah. could have gone forever but but no gene was great he was really nice to us kind with his time um I thought he had some cool stories. I'm sure he has more. We'll have to have him back on. Um, yeah, sure. But I hope the the hockey fans enjoyed him. But just I, I just love hearing the the stories of them climbing the ranks. It's it's so neat to me. It's always unique, and you know where they start. And a lot of times, it's uh, a local radio station. And kind of you mentioned it last week about maybe it's in Kindersley or Estevan or Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. If I'm, if I'm reading this card correctly. Um, but it's, that was a slap shot reference, but it's, it's unique when they, they start just like in random spots sometimes or small mm-hmm. towns. So yeah, no, he's a beauty man. He said he'd come back on speaking of Ken Reed though. He said, he'll come back on anytime. He said, uh, it's pretty much free whenever. So we'll just ask I actually him. DM'd him the other day, sent him a couple pictures of some, uh, hockey cards and he loved it. One of them was of me. 
<laughs> when I was like seven. Your Sasha tune Bobcats it, photo. Yep. Bobcat yeah. pride, baby. I like that. Uh okay. So yeah, Gene was a beauty. We're back here. Uh you know, trying trying for one a week. We have lots of guests lined up here. Um, obviously some reoccurring ones, but the the reoccurring ones are always deadly. So uh this week's guest, episode one forty one. I'm almost positive it's Remax. Correct me on that, Tori. Hundred percent, hundred percent Remax. He might he might even own Remax, but uh, he's a man. Jeff Will, beauty, uh, coming on shortly here. We have lots to talk about. I think he's best buddies with Graham. They're right? tight. Like they're I don't tight. know about best buddies, but they're tight. So I know he's um he's going somewhere pretty soon with him. And he'll, he'll talk about that on the podcast. Uh, for a golf event. Um, you know, he's just, he's always been good to me too. And I met him a few years ago, actually at, uh, the Riverside two man, my first time and only time ever playing in it. Great event. But uh, I met him there alongside a couple of your buddies, um, Ferbs, obviously Grady Brown met him in a hot tub. That was cool. Cool. Cool story. And actually coached, uh, <laughs> go on, <laughs> uh, I coached, uh, actually his kid this past spring, uh, with the bricks. So. Um, kind of, yeah, kind of funny how it all comes full circle there, but, uh, yeah, no great dudes up there and, you know, Jeff will be a great guest today. So before we go into that, um, uh, you know, why don't we get right into it here? We had a long discussion last week. Troy's not here, but the Edmonton Oilers now three, they've won three in a row. First time all season. One game was under uh, Woody there, gassed him. They brought in, uh, Chris Nolbach from Imperial Saskatchewan. Uh, they bring in the legend, Paul Coffey. Throw in the back end. Love that. Uh, so where are we at with this? I don't know, thoughts on it. Um, yeah, go ahead with this one. I'm I'm still with Troy and with Gene. I, I don't think it was on Woodcroft, but, you know, some obviously you know way better than me, but sometimes a change isn't a bad thing, but I really don't think it was on him. I truly do not. Yeah, you know, I, I I watched the press conference the next day and brutal. It's long, and I don't know if you watch any of it, but it was a it was a long forty minutes, and it was uh it was different. It was I don't know if the word is weird, but like they would ask Ken one question, he'd say X, and then the other guy would say Y. And yeah, the president would. He was saying like the opposite. It was right awful. So. And obviously they would have talked to those, the leadership group and, you know, Connor, I'm guessing and Leon and said, Hey, you know, where are we at? Like, are we getting a, are we, do we got Woody's back or, you know, where are we, are we going somewhere else? Are we, we're not tanking, but you know, ultimately at the end of the day, Ken has a, has a job to do and his job is to make decisions. And he, and he said that in his interview or the press conference and he's right. But if he doesn't, he's fired or whatever. But I think when they fire Woody, he takes the blame, obviously with Manor, or, you know, Dave Manson as well too. So that's tough. You know, now Chris is in there, first time coaching the NHL as a head guy, was an assistant at Philly for a couple of years. Uh, you know, now they won that in Hartford, Erie. Yeah. So, Coach Connor and Junior, I don't think that's a a huge factor in this whole thing, but people are making. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence. Well, I mean, yeah, give him credit where credit's due. Like, like he's he's won everywhere he's went. He's won Coach of the Year. He's developed players, and uh, does it seem odd? Maybe 
or is it just timing for this guy? Hey, Chris, is, he's ready to go. He's a good coach, and we want him. Yeah, but no, I mean, it it is what it's it's over and done with now. So they obviously uh, they're doing pretty well under him, even though like I think last night they went to overtime, but they got two points. So yeah, like they keep they stacking those points row, for two in a row under Chris three three in a row on the season the first time ever. Um, I mean, I don't know if we're planning the parade in, in Edmonton right now, but uh, they're winning some games. Uh, it, it's always funny. You know, when you see a, a, a coaching change, it, it always seems like they win the first handful of games. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm sure someone should probably look it up and say, hey, when's the first the first time or last time that they hire a new guy or fire a guy and bring that new guy in and they lose like 10 in a row? I don't know if it's ever happened, but it would be odd. Unlikely. Unlikely, yeah. So, yeah. No. New bench boss in Edmonton. Uh, here's one. Here's one for you. Speaking of coach firings, uh, I know there's not a lot of college football fans, but um, Texas A&M fired their coach the day after they won fifty-one to ten. So I think a lot of times this shit's planned out. Yeah, for sure. Well, even even in that presser, they said. You know, we plan to do it the night after Santa was like not plan to do it that night, but that's when they had a big discussion and said, Hey, what tomorrow we're doing this or Monday or whatever it was that regardless, win or lose, mm-hmm. we're going a different way. And hey, you know what? I think Woody's a good coach. And I and I looked at the stats, like he has the best win percentage of any Edmonton coach history. Now, minus you know, much better than Sather. Minus those two guys that have won cups, but if you go through the, I think it's the games too, the best percentage mm-hmm. per game. So okay, he's not a bad coach. No, he's he's got it going, and and I really I actually liked his response when they were when they asked him, you know, if he was worried about his job. He said, "No, I'm worried about doing the right thing and getting the guys ready." Right, and that that's. At the end of the day, as a hockey coach or any coach, you have to, you know, take it day by day and you have to, uh, you know, worry the task at hand and can't worry about the outside noise. So I I don't think Jay Woodcroft will be on the sidelines for very long. In my eyes, I think he'll be picked up pretty soon if he wants to coach in the NHL again. But that's that's my my thoughts on it. But uh, there are some funny memes or photos going around with uh, Paul Coffey there on the back end, like wearing his championship ring and directing traffic to D-Man, you know, and then there's like, see my number in the rafters, kid, that could be you, but your blank name or whatever, like there's some, some pretty funny uh, memes going out there, but yeah. So. You're too young, but Paul Coffey was an absolute machine. He was so good. Like when I grew up, he played for Detroit, but right, he was, fuck, was he good and great in the video games too. He could wheel. Man, he could. Uh, I remember just watching it. And I used to watch all the old NHL center ice. Um, they play him out through the day in the summertime, and I'd watch him. And the guy could move. He was smart. He was skilled. He, fuck, man, he was he was legit. So I'm sure he'll have lots of uh, good advice for the for the D-men there. That's for sure. There we go. Leafs on yeah. a heater, just for the record. Yeah, so we're okay. Yeah, let's go to Leafs then, right now. And uh, obviously, you're our Leafs insider. So let's go to you know talk about the Leafs. You know, I was trying to watch a little video yesterday on them. They have a YouTube uh, page. Uh, 
the blueprint. I watch them sometimes, but uh, thoughts on the Leafs right now, Tori, where are they at and how they, uh, how they going? I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I never want to get my hopes up too high because this happens every year. But as soon as they win two games, I get a chubby and then they just let me down. But no, they're looking good. Um, the last couple games, uh, they, they definitely, boy, they're giving up a lot of goals though. Holy crap. It's, it's unbelievable. Last podcast, I said, well, you know, Wall's in, so they, they ought to do well, and he gives up six or whatever it was. Right. But, no, they. I don't know. I think they're fine. I, I don't think, you know, I'm not calling for the coach's head or trades or anything like that. It's just see where the season goes. And So, speaking of that, rumors have it, Zadorov, Tanev, both from the Flames, Chris Tanev, Nikita Zadorov, have heard that. the Leafs, and also rumors of uh, Patrick Kane. Now, I haven't heard about Kane, but so there's been rumblings of that. He's been meeting in Toronto. I don't know if it's true or not true, but it's been all over social media. And <laughs> I don't know how they do it with Cap. No, they might be unstoppable. They're going to have to give up a big piece. Who's one forward right now off that team that you could say, hey, we'll move him for those three guys? I've said it before. I'll say it again. Marner, I know you don't like that answer. Nope, I agree. But Nylander is a man on a mission right now. He is. He's playing he's so, so good. good man. He, he, he's a freak on the ice. He's so skilled. Like, I think he's underrated. I haven't watched every game this year, but Marner's been nearly invisible. Like I, I don't really notice him that much. Like Tavares, I think is having a great year too. Yeah, man, I, I like watching them. I, I think, but no not... one's going to take his contract. You can't trade him. No, no, I um, Marner would be the guy for me too. But I mean, if they get those two D men, and you got Kane somehow, poof, look out, be dirty. Or get a goalie. Uh okay. Next thing, the Canucks. Like they're they don't like they're good. Like that's just call a spade a spade. They're a wagon. We said last podcast. Uh, JT Miller, Elias Patterson, scoring at will. Um, man, they are they're gritty. They find ways. Quinn to win Hughes. Did they? Yeah, they they were down three one last night, and then they're playing Bo Horvat. Very emotional uh, tribute to him. It was cool. That was awesome, dude. I- like I'm a crier, so I like seeing other guys who are emotional. It it was cool seeing them tear up on like before the game. There, that was neat. Yeah. No, I was good. And you know, I think I didn't watch the game. I was busy last night, but I I watched the highlights. And I'm I, was it a pretty warm walking? There was no booze, was there in the crowd? No, no, not at all. Awesome. Well, so both scores. It was three one. Canucks come back and win. Find a way. Like that that team is just gritty. They find ways to win hockey games, um, and they're first in the is it the West or now? What do they even call it now? First in the West, Pacific. Pacific, okay, yeah. So they're gross. They win, yeah. So okay, any golf updates for us? Have you talked to Willie Fur? I have not talked to Willie Fur. I've kind of left him alone. Okay. Um, 
because I'm sure his phone was blowing up and all that. But uh, no, fired up for him. I'm sure he'll be playing in the RSM this week. Well, hell, I think first round was today. Anyways, nice reporting, Tori. But no, <laughs> I got nothing on golf, really. Hey, no, that's fair. Max Homo won in South Africa. Nice. Um, okay, so the CFL, is it this Sunday? I believe it's the Drake Cup. You're asking the wrong the guy. I think, and I believe it is Montreal and Winnipeg. I could yep. be wrong on that too. But Montreal, I'm pretty sure. Winnipeg, I'm not sure if it was them or BC that won. Why don't you pull it up, because I think it's pretty unique and cool. And for Ryder fans, it probably hurts them a little bit that the former quarterback of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is in the Grey Cup in Cody Fajardo, a former podcast guest of ours. It, it is indeed the Blue Bombers and the Alouettes Sunday at 5 p.m. Perfect. Okay, so... um. Man, that's always tough. I mean, I, I think it's hard. I think sometimes when, when you run a guy out of town or an athlete out of any team or sport or whatever, you know, when he gets to the final after you, you trade him or release him or cut him or whatever, it's always that thought of, uh, ah, did we do the right thing or the wrong thing, you know? So, oh. and then it happens, it happens. More, more and more than you think, but. Um. Yeah. Okay. So CFL Sunday. Alouettes yeah. Bombers. Five o'clock. If you're a CFL fan, and most of the Saskatchewan listeners we have here, we have a lot of states listeners. But uh, check it out. You'll be on TSN with our with our uh, probably our buddy James Duffy. Go on, Tori. No, nothing. Just like anytime you make a move like that in any sport, it's not. You're, you're never going to get everything right ever. Yeah. You know, like this is a golf podcast primarily, but you know, guys switch caddies and you know, shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, sometimes like, look at our boy, uh, Joe, who used caddy for uh, Ricky Fowler, switches bags, boom, win, got canned. And then he won the next week. Yeah, that was a tough one. Hey, remember we had him on the show? Joe Scovrin? Was that his name? Scovrin? Yeah, yeah. And then two days later, gone. Went, oh, boy. Yeah. Sorry, Joe. That was a tough one. Uh, hey, I want to ask you, did you on Twitter much at all? A little bit. Have you seen any of Sean Avery's tweets lately? Like his videos he's been doing? No, I don't follow him. I, I will send you some for next week. Dude, they are unbelievable. Like, he does like minute thirty, two minute clips. Uh, it, it's him one on one on one with the camera, and then he brings up clips, dude. It's it's gold. Like, and I I do want to have him on the podcast. We've tried for a couple times. Uh, yeah, I I was laughing at a few of them, and you can watch them quick. Like they're two minute little videos, so they're they're pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, so check them out if you can. I'll send them to you. He he's something else. I, I like seeing when he used to post videos in like New York City. Oh, the bike people, like parking wrong and stuff. Yeah, like I'm riding a bike here. You can't park. Yeah, like those those are ranks from the videos. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Anyways, what what else is going on with you? How are the Bruins doing? Well, we were in uh, Warman this past Monday, Tuesday for the showcase. Didn't exactly go as planned. Uh, lost to Battleford and Flin Flon Monday, Tuesday. Uh, bus home at home at 4 a.m. And yeah, it wasn't exactly, you know, we won four points and got zero. So it wasn't exactly our, our goal, obviously. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're playing better. And, you know, we had some uh, some injuries and some scratches out just due to suspension. But uh, we're getting healthy. And we got a game this Saturday in Melville. Again, yeah, the Bruins play the Melville Millionaires again this Saturday. Uh, it's our only game of the weekend. And then Mon- or then Wednesday, 12.30 game. Hooky for hockey. So if you're in the area, come on out. We already have projected 1,400 fans coming to that game. How about it? The old millionaires. So fun. here's a fun fun one, for especially for the Saskatchewan listeners, kind of small world type stuff. Um, I was at the grocery store last night, and I was approaching the checkout. And there was a guy in front of me. He had one item. So I was like, well, you are not not in front of me. We were approaching at the same time. I said, you go ahead. You just got one thing. And I saw he had Birmingham Bulls gear on. And then I was like, do you play for the Bulls? He goes, yeah. And I was like, well, where are you from? He goes, Alberta. It's in Canada. And I was like, well, we're in Alberta. And he said it, it's a four-letter town. I, I can't even remember what it was. I was like, no shit. It was near Alberta. Erba? Erba? Is that a town? Anyways. Yeah, sounds right. So I got talking to him, and he's like, and I said, well, I spent a few years in Hinton, Alberta, and, you know, then we moved to Saskatoon. And he goes, well, I actually played junior in um, North Battleford. I was like, get the fuck out. Like, what are the odds of that? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no, uh, that is a small world. Pretty cool. Uh, did you catch his name or no? Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I wish you wouldn't have asked me that. That's okay. Mackenzie or... Mc... Anyways. He yeah, had two I... last names. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Instead of two first names. Uh, yeah, Mackenzie, Mackenzie. Yeah, okay, sounds right. Okay. I think McGregor all... Sinclair, number 39. Okay, so we're going to go to the game on Saturday night because they have the first thousand kids get a free replica jersey. So you're going Sarah to going to take the girls. You're going to a hockey game. Yeah. Huh. Let's see. Let's see what. He's three years older than I am. No, younger than I am. You know what? Now that you say the name now, I remember, I remember watching I was scouting. Oh, yeah. Good player, man. Now it all makes sense. In junior, he was he he hasn't he hasn't got a goal yet this year, but um, yeah, but I he, saw he won Player of the Month. Like I was I was creeping him. So how about this? Online. <laughs> so watch this. I remember watching him now. He's super skilled hockey player. Um, not only that, but he won two Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League championships. 2016-2017 and 2018-2019. So that's when the Battle for Stars, oh, they're always good. They won last year. So I think that's like three and five five years, like wagon. So they've, they've been playing well. But uh, 
Yeah, the Bruins. I say we. Maybe you can win two in a row. I'd love to. You know, I, hey, I think our team's ended there. We're, we're fine right now. So it's early. Only twenty games in. Got Melville Saturday, Notre Dame Wednesday, and then uh, I'm not sure after that. But trying to think too far ahead. Go Bruins, go if you're in the area. So, okay, we have eight minutes here till our guest shows up. Anything else? I got one question. Go ahead. Are any golf courses open still up there? No. Okay. That is a hard, hard no. So I figured maybe Wildwood or Silverwood might be. Oh, maybe they are. I have no idea. Just down this way? No. Do you guys have snow? Yeah, we got some more today. We had none for like two weeks. Now we got snow today again. It's weird. Two. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so there it is. Episode 141, pre-show. And, of course, the podcast presented by Rule of Golf. Hodsel 25, H-O-S-E-L 25, at checkout on all orders. Hodsel 25. Presented by money back guarantee, you will not be disappointed. Boom. Okay, here we go. Off to our guest now, episode 141. Jeff will. We hope you enjoy it. I have no clue what we're going to talk about. Already, episode 141 of the Off House of Podcast, presented by Roller Golf. Pleased to have on today, Jeff will. Selling houses by day, sticker on the golf course, absolute beauty. Met him four years ago. Riverside, two-man, yeah, legend. Uh, joined, obviously, with Tori here. Pre-show was great. It was a little uh, off-topic on a few things, but have our guests now. Sick background. If you're watching on, on YouTube right now. Jeff Will, what's going on, man? Not much, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Been listening to every podcast. You ever have missed one? So it's, I don't know, uh, I told a couple people the day that I was coming on here, and they're like, holy shit, they must be hard up for yesterday. Now they're digging deep, so... <laughs> I don't we, got a, we got a bullpen loaded right now yeah we, <laughs> we, we took a hiatus for a bit i was obviously moving down to estevan and getting my whole life figured out down here but uh no definitely not digging for guests we save some of the best for last as they say so uh we have you on now uh you're a realtor you sell houses and lots of them and you do a great job at it um what's new with you what's going on obviously it's kind of november now middle of november for you it's I don't know if it's slow. You tell me. I'm not in the business, but uh, what's new? What's going on? And what's happening in your life? Just being a dad and selling some houses and still love the game of golf. Obviously, that's how, you know, we, I met both of you guys, like through golf, all the good people. I'm sure we're going to talk about all the good people. So I actually played uh, simulator golf yesterday with Scotty Allen. Got a golf trip coming up mid-December. Trying to stay sharp for that. And other than that, just trying to sling some houses and pay some bills. But it's a slower time of year, obviously, this time of year. But I always try to keep busy with something, my hyperness or whatnot. But, yeah, things are good. So let's talk. Where are you going in December and, and yeah. who with? I'm actually going down to uh, play the Blue Monster, which I Google Earthed it. Uh, there's a lot of water. So I don't know it's going to be more expensive, my flight or the golf balls I'm going to need. But actually, Graham's an honorary member there. So, we're playing a three-day pro-am. So me, Ooh. Graham, Lee Fairburn, another beauty from Saskatchewan. Never heard of him. This other guy from uh, Boise State. So I'm going with Deletti, who's obviously a plus handicap. Fairburn's a scratch. This other guy's a scratch. And I'm a borderline six to eight. So they're putting a lot of heat on me already. That I'm the only guy getting candy down there. So I, uh, Are you still smashing it? No, I'm a bunt. 
Yesterday I was at the at the sim with Scotty Allen and I was carrying it like two forty five, running it out to like two seventy maybe on a on a good day. So I'm getting old, but I'm forty six. <laughs> Didn't you used to pound it? I used to hit three wood off the tee back in my prime, and I'd hit it like three hundred yards with three wood. I'd put it yeah. super strong grip and just like sling hooks. Now I hit this like weak hang on cut. So <laughs> someone told me you used to be able to drive uh drive one on the west course. Back in the day. What a golf course that was, eh? I, awesome golf course. If they could have ever figured out 9 and 18. I know. I know. Wow, those were like just gimmies, just bombing over the corner and flip a wedge in. So, yeah. Good for the confidence. But, yeah, I miss that golf course. On dead grass. <laughs> yeah, no grass. Yeah, exactly. That alkali or whatever. Don't lick your balls on those holes. <laughs> no. So, um, but, yeah. Hey. So speaking of uh, golf trips, uh, talking to my dear buddy yesterday and your buddy of yours, obviously, um, you know, I texted, I said, Hey, I need some stories or some, uh, some questions or topics. And he goes, Oh boy, where do I start? So, uh, the first one will be uh red tail. So obviously you know who I'm talking about right now. Uh, GB absolute weapon. Uh, I yeah. coached his kid this past spring. We had a lot of fun. Uh, how was red tail? He was telling me and our other, our other host Turner, about it and i heard it's unbelievable so uh some of those stories there yeah i red got to go in london no in john just outside of toronto and it's there's like amazing members right like super super like private course it's like i don't want to say it's the augusta like whatever but it's like there's not a blade of grass at a place so anyways long story short yeah grady brown's a member there and i was fortunate enough to get asked to go i think there's 20 of us or 24 of us some pretty good players uh, Jeremy uh, Ride came, Woody came, Fairburn came, Grady came, a couple buddies uh, from like the States. Uh, I can't remember all their names. Yeah, we had a good crew. And then there's some guys like me. But yeah, it's an unbelievable track. If you ever get the chance to go, like lean on Grady, get him to take you down there. Probably one of the best golf courses as far as like shape wise I've played and just the whole experience. Like you stay right at the clubhouse basically go upstairs after golf, have a shower, put this like robe on your white robe, go downstairs. Nobody else is there. Pour your own beers, pour your own scotch, do whatever. And then at the end of the trip, it's just like, this is how much it costs for you guys to do everything. Chop it up and away you go. And it wasn't actually that expensive for like what we did, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty sick place. Wow. Brady actually caddy for me in the uh, 11 mid-am. 2007. Yeah, in uh, where was it? Markham, uh, Coppinwood, it was called. Okay, he wasn't playing in it, or no, no, I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why he wasn't, but well, he was in on, he was living in Ontario at the time. Okay, so it might be a little harder to qualify there than here. He, uh, he's a good player, really good player. Fuck yeah, we were in Edmonton this spring and we played Mayfair. Oh gosh, what's that course? Uh, Blackhawk. He does okay. there. Um, we play petroleum. Like the first couple of days, he was struggling, but by Blackhawk, like he was, he was mint. And like the gold, gold iron heads and black shafts, like just a nine-year-old in a candy shop when it comes to. Oh, he's got something different all the time. The guy's got more money. He's got more toys. Every time you see him, he's got a different putter, new set iron. <laughs> Iron new driver iron, you know. I mean, the guy's like dialed in. So, but he kills it, doesn't he? Oh, stupid yeah. smash! Yes, I mean, iron probably like three hundred twenty yards. Like it's not so far he hits it, and it's just that's like, illegal. 
Yeah, like it's and he pots <laughs> unbelievable. He like does that like you know yeah, on the top or whatever it is, but he doesn't miss many pots. And yeah, he's. I mean, obviously, I'm a member of Riverside. He's definitely in the top five players at our club, and just such a beauty, just a good dude too. I've known him my whole life. I actually worked at him with City Corps, so I've me and Grady go way way back. And then he left town <laughs> to move on to bigger, better things, and you know now he's back, which is awesome. Speaking of the City Corps. Oh God! This is... <laughs> Very few guys in your life that I have always showed up respect for. Fourteen-year-old range kid. I used to cover his ass at the Saskatoon Club on weekends when he'd open the shop directly from the from the pat on Saturday night. He'd take a two-hour nap in the bat shop. I would tell everyone at work he was the West Coast working or something. Care to elaborate on that? Oh well, then you want to know what? To be honest with you, there's so many people I worked <laughs> with that covered my ass at that golf course. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about because there's there's so many people. Yeah, I had lots of fun working there. I was fortunate enough to work there forever. And um, I actually, Matt Taylor, who I get along great with, I mean, he's the GM at City Course now, but I worked for him at the, the West Course. And I remember that I was super tired. It was like five at night. I was closing the shop down and I was still tired that day. I think I slept at the West Course that morning. Somebody came, woke me up. I left. I went home for a couple hour nap. Came back. Went to close the shop down. It started to rain. The second it started to rain, got to be off the golf course. I locked the gates up. And I'm going to the casino. <laughs> somebody came oh, and found. Somebody came and found me at the casino and said, "It's like absolutely gorgeous out. Why are the gates locked at the West Course? People wanting to go play." So yeah, I got lots of bad stories. Not proud moments of the West Course, but those are growing pains, I guess, to make me who I am today. But I don't know who threw me under the bus there and said that I was sleeping in the back. But that could have been. That was Grady. One of many. Uh, that was, was great. Yeah, he, he, had, he had a few. Uh... I could tell you dirt on Grady if we're bringing up Grady, but <laughs> let's hear it. No, no, I, I can't get into doing on this. This he... is where we go off air. <laughs> he, yeah, no, he he told me some stories about that that place. <laughs> yeah, I'm we not have... saying it on here. Yeah, <laughs> we probably know exactly what we're talking Just about. We'll see, great, we'll see great staff. Great staff at the Saskatoon Golf Country Club. Unbelievable. Great times. Probably the best times of my life working there, too. And playing there, and Randy was awesome to work for, and it was awesome. Great experience. Speaking of good times, uh, I and I can't even – what is it? Early's, Early's feed or whatever that, that, like, animal store is there on – Oh yeah, early early seed and feed the early challenge cup. Yeah, I I heard you guys had a time and a half that week. So we I actually played in a few times. So it was unbelievable. It's kind of like gone away now. Now they do like Regina Saskatoon Club, you know, Wascana, Willows. They kind of broke it up. It used to be Regina Saskatoon, and it was a pretty big deal. Like, you know, it was like the Ryder Cup. So to be in the yeah. top twelve for Regina, the top twelve for Saskatoon was like a big deal. And, uh, yeah, we had some crazy times. Justin Qual, do you guys remember that name? Oh, dude, he was the bomb. Yeah, so he still plays good. He's at Riverside, but he was a young kid. I mean, I was young, too. I was probably 24, 25, but he was, like, I think 17 or 18. He passed out in the, my backyard. Paul and Colbin's on my front lawn, hitting drivers, like, over the stands place <laughs> on the freeway. Yeah. Ed Rock, tie-in balloons. Yeah, we had some fun. It was, like... That's how golf's changed so much. And maybe that's why the games passed me. We used to go and like have fun and go play. Now yeah. people are working out. People are serious, you know, other than the odd guy like Fairburn or 
There's some guys that still can can do both, but mm. oh, that was no. that was a, that was a great great thing. And I don't know why it kind of went away, but there was some. Oh yeah, that was it was awesome. You yes, know, they would know. put up at their house. They'd stay at our house. It was just try to make it cheap because I mean, I had no dough back then, so any tournament was you know expensive. So that like I think I stayed with Rick Lettingham, which is another beauty. Oh yeah, there's some names like when I go back, like this is. 25 years ago but See, yeah, like, uh, i remember because like now they do like the it's smaller but it's like the um, lou real cup the saskatoon yeah. club versus the royal and i said if i don't know maybe it was maybe a year ago now but i said it'd be sick to have like the top 12 from the north that includes you know prince albert saskatoon wherever all in the north and 12 in the south have a couple of captains that are aren't playing and and one year you meet here one year you just flip-flop I think that'd be nasty. And maybe even like broadcast it somehow. Like, I think it'd be super cool to to have the best 12 versus 12 showcase like they do Ryder Cup or, you know, whatever. But yeah, it's too bad. It's like a, like a point system and force guys to play more tournaments. Like, you know, that yeah. might, that might yield stronger. You know, you guys might come up, you know, to play in the lobstick open because you're going to get points and you want to make that team or guys might come from Saskatoon to go play in the, Regina City Open to get points, and I think it would make every field strong. It'd be something to look forward to. I think it'd be awesome too, and just like grow the game. Yeah, Drew. Just for the record, the North would dust you guys with all those PA boys. No, I agree. Like the North is strong, strong. I, I think we have. I don't even know how to like say in the South how many we have. Like, we have a lot of players in the South, but the you North, got a lot. The North is good too, though. Like shit, man. Like PA alone, like there's some sticks. Just that PA. Yeah. <laughs> PA versus Saskatoon would be a tough one. Yeah. yeah. The problem Anyways. is all our, all our young kids in Saskatoon are turning pro. All our big weapons are turning pro. Ty and Roman. and But anyways, true. we still got lots of players. That is true. Okay. So, Tori, go how's your folks? Good. Things are good. Like I say, my dad's playing golf every day. Like they're out at still last week. They're playing sand greens. He's good. Mom's getting old. Hips kind of getting whatever but dad's awesome nobody loves the game more than dad and that's maybe why it keeps me in it i've got him out to riverside a couple of times but he's still stuck in his way he still likes to play with this group at city course and he's a homer and he'll live and die that that's the best golf course in the world till the day he dies which that's kind of cool <laughs> that's awesome uh, hey drew did jeff was my hockey coach when i was like 12 really yeah wow. sure was jeff and crusty I was a tough coach back then. Times have changed. Drew, I can maybe step into your dressing room and toughen some of your kids up a little bit, you know? The stuff I was doing back then, you're not allowed to do anymore. Uh, yeah, things, things and times have changed, that's for sure. It's I was softer than Taylor Swift lyrics. Well, that's the problem. I was soft when I played too, so I didn't like soft guys, but maybe I need to look in the mirror too. It was kind of like whatever. I always wanted players to play, I guess, the way I did. And so that was kind of, we were the same kind of player, but <laughs> I, I think, I think I busted my collarbone the first practice of the year, <laughs> but that's why we're doing this podcast. We're golfers. Now we're never hockey players. You and me. Instead yeah. of fun doing. So, uh, Tori. Hey, I want to ask um, any of maybe your best memories, golf stories, or maybe him, Jeff being your coach, you know, that you can think of, uh, you know, right now. Uh, <laughs> well, I remember. I'll I'll tell you. Well, I I don't want to sewer him, but I, we used to have a 
practices in Dundurn every, I think it was Sunday mornings at about nine or 10. And there was a couple times he came with, with no voice. That's, that was usually the toughest practices. But, the the other dark. coach was named Krusty and he drove this piece of crap car. He worked at a one sports, just a beauty though. And uh, I remember Jeff saying one time, like he would always run his mouth in high school. I guess they went, you went to Walter Murray. Is that correct? Started at Murray. Yeah, I ended up in Utana. Yeah. It, and uh, I said, well, how do you get away with it? Cause Jeff's not the biggest guy. I'm not going to lie. I'm, <laughs> neither am I, but he goes, I didn't have to do anything. Cause Krusty was there. <laughs> you said, you said he'd show up with a bandana around his fist and go to work. Yeah, those were back in those days. That's the thing. Like, there's no, and that's a long time ago. This is yeah, this is going back like 30 years. But like back then, there was like you say, there's no knives, there's no guns. It was like people just would like fight and it'd be over and you'd be best buddies. And that's what he was a fighter. He liked to fight, and I just kind of was almost like his manager walking him out. But this doesn't look very good, fellas. (laughs) We're talking about the bad. No, no, this is good. This is good, Josh. And Jeff, Jeff used to have the bleach. Bleach blonde hair, spiked really? up. Oh yeah, oh, backstreet lifestyle. Back in the day, my I had an unbelievable hair, but I think all the dippity do and all the highlights kind of. Oh, yeah, mine's over. mine's not too strong. Ah, uh, they don't go grass in a busy street, bud. I'm over it now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have your question. Oh, hey, actually, question for you right now, Jeff, because you remember at Riverside, uh, we talked about last podcast. We couldn't confirm it, but. Uh, Rumors and rumblings were that 2024, the Canadian Nationals are at Riverside. Is that correct? Correct. Awesome. So have you heard anything more on that? Next year, well, we're doing a big renovation, like a $5 million renovation on the clubhouse, which which is going to be cool. But I mean, I'm more about like, you know, I'm more about the golf course. I would have rather $5 million gone into the golf course. And I don't care if they would have had a mobile home for me to go order my milkshake or whatever afterwards. But our course. I like I love Doug. He's a great greenskeeper. He's a great guy. Everybody's gonna bitch about certain things. I'm sure I could go play Augusta, which I hope to someday. I haven't, but I mean that's gonna be a tough task. I'm sure I can find things to complain about there. So they're they're working on some new stuff for the for the Canadian Am. Um, you know, I think it'd be awesome. I would love to see the, the story go off topic. I'd love to see actually like the LPGA play Riverside. I think it'd be a great venue, but oh yeah. I think it, I think it'll hold up for the AMs next year. Every so, time I go to Saskatoon, I make it, you know, on my list. I'd end up by Riverside. I, I just, I love going there. It's just, it's different out there, man. Like it, it's almost like you're in a different place. And the yeah. course is always in great shape. Every time I played it, it's a sick shape, and doesn't hurt when I usually play well there. But you know, humble brag. But usually it's always in good shape, and I love it. The greens are nice. The tee boxes are perfect. Like it's just sick. Like I, I love going there. Yeah, I think it's Barton. I mean, like, I got favorite golf courses that I played or whatever, but I think as far as, as far as like a good golf course where you got to play good, you got to hit shots, condition, everything, I think it's the best in the province. Like in 07, like I played the Canadian Am there in 07, and man, Doug had it dialed. It was so good, and the rough was so gnarly. Like, how much tougher do you think it played than normal? Like, when he set it up for the Canadian Am back in 07. Like how much? I'd, I'd say I'd say five shots. Four. Yeah, like man, I on six I pulled my drive left, 
and which I guess I would have been even with that bunker on the right, you know, on six, the par five. Yeah. And I was just like, and the rough was, you know, shit, probably six inches. I hit, I was just like, I'm just going to hit a 56 and just chop it out, get it 70 yards up there. And my, my, the head of my club went just flying. Like the rough was so bad. It ripped it out. Really? Yeah. Well, I hope I hope he does that again because all like these guys are these young kids are so good and these guys are coming. I actually like I mean I like seeing and that's another thing like I like watching US Opens. I like to see the guys like I like tough tracks. So I hope right. Doug toughen it up, which will make yeah. it tough for members for the few weeks before, but it'll be fun. And, and the greens were so fast too. Like I, I remember I was on four, which isn't that big of a slope on that green. I couldn't get my ball to like when I placed my ball down. It kept rolling. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, that's good. No, I, don't, I'm, I think it's awesome. I think, I think whatever. I hope some Saskatchewan kids. I think, though, I don't even know. You guys know more than me because I don't play any of that stuff anymore. But, like, how many spots do you think they'll give to Saskatchewan guys? Will we get 10, 15 spots? Well, I know when they did the one at Wascana, I believe it was 18. Now, okay. And that's a lot. I mean, that's the most in a long time. I mean, I went last, or even the mid-am last year, and we had, 12 so for a men's i mean i don't know a men's national but they do it but the am now has gone from a field of 144 to like 256 oh so they could go more than i think it's usually i think it's on two courses now it is actually so they're playing the first the first two days they're at south golf country club and riverside okay and then okay and then there's a cut and then they're playing the last two rounds that are just at riverside so they'll play you know if you're playing in a Jew, you'll play City Course one day, Riverside the next day, and then hopefully make the cut. Then you'll play your last two at Riverside. Okay. That's okay. a treat. Yeah. So, well, and a weekend in Saskatoon is never a bad time. So, um, okay. Well, we got the inside scoop there from Jocks. Uh, Tori, do you want to go to our rapid fire? We we can. I, I want to tell one more story sure. here, real quick. Absolutely. Go this ahead. is probably 2003, if I had to guess. Uh, Back when Graham was still, still a uh, amateur, but I remember I was catting for T Frank in the uh, in the central, and you you came up to the range and you go, Frank, you're welcome. <laughs> I think I shouldn't say this, but you're like Graham and uh, David Stewart both passed out on my floor last night. So you go, so <laughs> you got a pretty good chance, and then Graham just went off that day. He still played okay. Yeah, he won. <laughs> he won a lot of stuff. <laughs> so I always did my best to try to like you know have fun with the guys and everyone to stay in my house and like I last uh, last central I think I played in. Do you guys remember the name Nolan Rohatton? Yeah. Do you guys okay, so anyways, long story short, I'm sort of get off topic. <laughs> we can go on I, about him. I haven't seen Nolan Rohatton since he came to play in in the central, and I can't remember how many years this is ago, but. He came into the central. He needed a place to stay. And I know him, but I'm not that good of buddies with him. But me, yeah, sure, come stay and stay at my house. We went out on the Saturday. Sunday morning, I woke up to go to the course. He was gone. I went to the course. He missed his tea time. He went home. Haven't seen him. Haven't talked to him. Haven't heard of him since. Missed you want to hear a small, small world? My one, one of my buddies who is the assistant pro at Shoal Creek down here, like in Alabama, 
he went to school with Nolan at Nichols State in Louisiana. Come on. Really? Yeah. <laughs> guys, the guys everywhere, but nowhere. So now, but, now to add on to that, he's now playing golf in uh, in Esteban. I, I played my first tournament, and he was on my team. Like we did a twelve versus twelve, old guys versus young guys. And someone's like, "Yeah, no one ever had him." Like Fuck, that name sounds familiar. I'm like, I've heard of his name. I heard he was nasty, and yeah, there he was. Sure as shit, I'm like, "There's the guy." So then I got to meet him a little bit. But uh, yeah, that's he can put a few back. Playing? Yeah, Pardon? how's he playing? Good, yeah, like well, he. It was funny. So they did like the um, the frame tech down here and the horse the horse race, and we're watching. And then the week prior, someone goes, "Yeah, like he has, he doesn't change his grips. Like his grips move when he when he hits golf balls." And I'm like, "What is was that mean? Like I couldn't do that." So his grips haven't been like changed or they're just that loose. We're watching. I'm like, "Oh, I I, I guarantee this guy. I didn't say guarantee. But I might. I bet he'll he'll dunk it out for a two. You know the par four on ten there in Esteban. It's a I don't. It's, it's an ugly hole. Hard. It goes this way for 112 yards and then 80 yards that way. It's dumb design hole. Sure. Anyways, over it, there's a million carts behind the green watching it. And one hop, bang, dunk. And I'm like, here we go. Quick little deuce on the first on the first horse race hole. I think the next hole he was out. But yeah, like I was when someone said his grips were moving, and I'm like, this is bizarre. But he can he can flip a wedge and he can hammer a ball and he's he's still got it though. From what, from what I'm some guys are just like that. That was like Luke Sheard. Luke Sheard more street shoes. Luke Sheard had the like his clubs were just always whatever, never change his grip, show up baggy pants, whatever, and then just absolutely beat the wheels off everybody he played. We, we talked, <laughs> we had we had Luke on a little while ago, and uh, there was a story about him like using rental clubs because he lost his the night before. Did we post that podcast back when he's no? a wild man. Sorry, I told you. he shot like 68 with rentals. What? Sorry, do we post that podcast with Luke? I don't think we did. Yeah, no, I yeah, listened. I'm to... sure we did. Oh, we did? Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah, Luke, that might have been the round, actually. You want to know what, Tori, when you say that? I played with them in the Riverside teams. We won it, actually. I can't remember, but this wasn't the year we won it. We won it, and then this might have been a couple of years later, and this is when Luke kind of was, like, really having fun. We were out at uh, the Copper Mug. I don't know if you remember that place on 8th Street. Yeah, on 8th. Yeah, so we went there. I was going to go home because whatever we played the next day and that's whatever we were qualifying the next day. So I went home. Luke was staying at, I think Ryan Smith's house. Good buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. They were out. Maybe he wasn't staying there, but he ended up at Ryan, Ryan's house, whatever. Long story short, couldn't find his car. Couldn't find his clubs. Couldn't find nothing. I, he was passed out at, at uh rival's house. I went to pick him up. We got like 15, 20 minutes till we got to go to the TMs. Like I got to go. It's qualifying day at Riverside. I go to the course. I'm on the first tee. Luke shows up, no clubs, no nothing, been out all night. And I said, yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, we made championship flight, and I guarantee Luke carried the squad. But, uh, yeah, he was unreal. But, yeah, that was uh, – we had some good times. Yeah, the two times I won Riverside, I played with Luke, and I played with Fairburn, probably the next biggest party here on the golf course. So. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I told Drew, like, before we got him on, I said, we got to get Luke Sheard on it. Like, he's one of the most talented – players outside of Graham probably that I've ever seen hundred percent raw talent unbelievable and I mean he's still he doesn't he's starting to get back into it now but he didn't play much just because of his kids and his work and all that kind of stuff but he'd still go out play two rounds a year and shoot 70 like ho-hum yeah no, no big, problem yeah huh okay well let's uh go to a rapid fire questions brought to you by the Tower and the Tap House and 1124 in Estevan, Saskatchewan. Check them out. Unbelievable food, good beers, good everything. 
Great environment, great owners. Check them out. The Tower, the Tap House, and 1124 in Estevan, Saskatchewan. Okay, two-part question here. If you can tell me who this person is that texted me this, but, well, this one's more of a statement, but you have to follow up with the answer. Playing Bobcats as a kid in the two years, the West Side Greasers were part of that zone. Lock up your bags in the room. Any story to that, Jocks? That might be Barney Shankaruk. Boom. Yeah. I play lots of hockey against Barney. <laughs> Love him. Beauty. Yeah, he's a beauty. Uh, how good was the Melfort men's open and, and the lefty right used to be? That was maybe the best, fondest tournament ever is the Melfort open. And when I first started going to Melfort open, people would sleep in the parking lot in their, uh, <laughs> like they'd bring mobile homes and they'd sleep in them or not like mobile homes, but like trailers and sleep in them. So craving. I actually went down there. The reason I went down there, uh, Luke Sheard had just like got his act all like whatever was going to Melford, cleaning his act up, working there. He phones me. He's like, jockey, you got to come play the Melford open. I'm like, you know, put some Melford open. He goes, unbelievable. He goes, we have the two hottest servers in the world working here. I'm like, done. Let's go. I didn't even know. Not about the golf course. I go down there. Like I said, this might not be a story for the podcast, but long story short, I went down there. One of those Enjoyed girls, yourself. caddied for me all weekend. I was a low qualifier, lit it up, lost to Cobes in the final. Uh, um, but yeah, it was a pretty cool experience. That was a fun tournament. So, um, we what can a, pull yeah. that one off, 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 uh, off the air on that one. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Though. I, I've right. got a similar one for you after. No, go ahead. You're good. All right. Uh, Okay, I asked I asked everybody about this. Did you watch wrestling when you were a kid? Hundred percent. Every Saturday morning, loved it. Give me your favorite wrestler and favorite tag team. Macho Man for sure, bar none, and probably the British Bulldogs. That was quick. Loved it. Huge wrestling. Davy Boy Smith. My old office, I had wrestlers. I moved to a smaller office, whatever, but I had like twenty wrestlers up on the shelf. Like those old wrestlers was part of my whatever, but my office now is like kind of toned down. Drew hates when I ask that question, but I love it. I just find <laughs> it so bizarre, and then everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I love wrestling." It's like every guest has like, has anyone ever said no? No, I, I I don't hate it. I just say find it odd, and then everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I love this guy." I love uh, this you're, guy. you're too young to appreciate it. it's fake now. Back then, it is. Being watched it was real back then. So yeah, for sure it was real. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> Okay, next one here. You can also tell me if you know what this is. Ask him if he knows how to e-transfer yet. Oh, well, that's everybody. I don't know how to e-transfer. I don't. I don't handle any of the banking, so that that could be one of a million people. So, um, if I lose like money on the course, they're always like, "I'll just e-transfer." I'm like, "I'm a cash guy. I'm a hundred percent cash guy. I don't want an e-transfer. Like, if I take five hundred bucks in the golf course, I'm going to e-transfer it in my wife's account where she's going to go buy new boots. I want cash." So I pay in cash. So, no, I don't know how to e-transfer. I don't care to know how to e-transfer. <laughs> hey, take one guess. Who would that be? That that ask. Uh, that. Well, Fairburn gives me a hard time all the time about not e-transferring them. No, might Omar. be Grady. Yeah, it was Grady. <laughs> Grady was was it? Okay. <laughs> he was Grady, doesn't, Grady doesn't play for enough money ever to like e-transfer enough. Anyways, let's get change out of my bag to play for him. He's not a big money guy, so I don't know why I'd ever need to e-transfer him. I like it. All right. Outside of Riverside, give me your favorite two courses in Saskatchewan. 
Wathcus too, just because I'm like, it's just, I just love it. It's just, I mean, I got just going there for years. So I love it. And then, sorry, that's where you had your stag. And then you want to know what? I honestly love Nipwin. I love Nipwin. Fuck yeah. So those two would probably be my top two. I haven't played Cook enough since the changes. I used to love Cook too, but I would say Nipwin and Waskasu. Like it. Those are good courses, man. That that's one thing I do have the north too. Money golf courses up there. Oh, a lot of them. Yeah. Hard to find yeah. in that one. Uh okay. This is actually um, a real estate question. I've always found real estate to be an intriguing career path while I try to find out what I personally want to do. It seems like such a hyper competitive field, especially right off the start. How do you break through those first few years to make yourself stand out? It seems like such a boom or bust field. Question mark. What led you to this career path? Any recommendations to a young people starting in the field or or to those who are interested in potential career in real estate? What led me to it was actually a good friend of mine, Sean Wilson, whose mom is in the golf, Saskatchewan Golf Hall of Fame, Barb Wilson. So Sean's oh, been right. a friend of mine. He was a real estate agent. I was a liquor rep. I was kind of getting tired. It was just like hard on my body, hard on whatever was fun, but I was getting older. And he just said, dude, you're so good with people getting into real estate. So I took his advice. He took me under his wing. And, uh, just, I think with my connections from people, that's kind of how I became successful. And I'd tell any young real estate agent, I'm actually doing some coaching actually overseas and like man United, believe it or not, like stuff like across the world. That's sick. And I always, I always tell people, if you don't have connections, you got no chance because it doesn't matter how hard you work. You need to rely on referral base. You need to rely on your friends and you know, that's where I, that's the reason why I've been successful is all my friends basically sending me referrals or, or, or their loyalty and just the people I met through golf. And, you know, it took a long time for them to trust. Like the stories you heard about back and worked at the golf course, that's how they all knew me. But right. then once you earn their trust and now you see, like, I got 10 listings over a million bucks and I'm kind of the million dollar man. Um, and people, you know, if you start getting a track record and start getting a reputation and people mm-hmm. see your paper for being a top producer every month and keep grinding it out. I love what I do. And it's like, that's why I think I'm successful too, is because it doesn't seem like work to me. Ah, well said. I love it. Tori. Okay. Who, who's your favorite 1990s hockey player? Well, I was a big, like Jeremy Roenick fan just because of the 97 off the wall Sega, you know? So that was yeah. kind of my big thing. I never really had a team. So like I really loved my dad was an Islander fan when I was a kid, so I liked the Islanders, but then they were just garbage for so long. I just didn't like anybody, but I loved Ronick just because of the video game. He was awesome. He was so good in that. 27? So Isn't that what he wore? Yeah. <laughs> what a game. Oh, yeah. Now there's too many buttons on these controllers. I can't play anymore. I'm done. Video game, I'm three years over. Just give, me sa- give me Sega all day, NHL 95. 100% loved it. <laughs> Uh, Jocks, you, you saw most of these, but, uh, you know, Regina Pat's beauty, uh, and senior hockey guy. What a beauty. Uh, Jerry Jago, what's your record against McAvoy? McAvoy is the best negotiator on the first tee. He's a tough guy to snip because he, number one, the more money you play for, the better McAvoy plays. And even Dillette will attest to that. Um, I don't know what my record would be. We're pretty even, I think. Uh, I don't keep track, but he, <laughs> we'd be even. 
Okay, I have two more, Tori. Do you want to go ahead first one or do you want me to go first? Uh, I can I can go with one quick one. Who who do you think is the most underrated player? Like in in your competitive golf. I I was thinking just randomly about your the team at, with the Early's Cup, Darren Nibs. Like he never played tournaments, but fuck was he good. Still gets it around. I play with Nibber a lot. I mean, yeah, he still is. He's still unless you get him and on just the- a beauty. Unbelievable guy. We were just in Westwood. He played bad there. He'd take him on the road. He's sometimes a little shaky, but sneaky good. Lost in the, the uh, senior club championship final to Walshie this year at Riverside. Plays also, in the, also, also a player. If he actually, if Walshie actually played more tournaments, he would like, he's a senior now. He'd make the senior team every year. Um, yeah. yeah, it was, I look, I always look back at question a little bit kind of off, but to answer, it's like, everybody's like, what era of golf is like the best? Cause everybody thinks, you know, like when Gretzky played, that was the best era of hockey when like, you know, whatever. But if I look back and I was actually thinking about this, um, the names that I played against and competed against, you know, Wazilowicz, Eager, uh, Bernikavich, Deletti, like these guys all went on to play tour golf. Cobes in his heyday. That's when Cobes was like a stick. Carl Parrington, who finished second yeah. in, in Canadian mid. Um, Luke Sheard, you know, and then there's guys from Regina that I'm leaving out, guys like that always like were knocking at the door, Tyler Wright. Like there was so many good players, I feel, back when I played. I mean, everybody's going to say that too. Like right now you can say, you know, you're playing against, you know, Justin Wood and Jeremy Wright, you know, but I feel like the era I played in, we had some weapons, as you guys would say. I've been trying to get Wazzy on. So, like, I, I'm very close with Chris. Yeah. Like, and he just goes, I won't be a good guest. And it's like, shut the fuck up and just come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, just come talk. We'll, we'll decide if it's that bad. We won't put it on the air. See, and I don't know him like that good. I just, I like, but I mean, obviously, played in tournaments and you see his name and whatever, you know, but so good. Oh, yeah. You know, what about Kent Evers? That guy's still kicking around. You guys know, oh, yeah. I have no clue what he's up to. We had him on the podcast. Gosh. A year ago, maybe, and and I had we had him on because I was practicing one day at the Royal, and he was there. Podcast was kind of going. I said, "Hey, come on the show," and we had a great, great chat, man. It was kind of cool, like just where he started and how he got there, and the big break, and then just grinding. And I think he's still playing. Like his last time I talked on that pod, he was in Arizona, just grinding out. So there's a stick, though. Like frick, oh, he did unreal. He did score. Yeah, he was good. Best eager story. Sorry, oh, this I is going long. Do. <laughs> you, you know, I, I'm sure you know Keith Palinchuk. Yeah. So he, I guess he was caddying when he was working in um, Calgary. He caddied for Eager in a Monday qualifier for the Canadian Tour, and he said Eager had two used Titleist balls, and he's and so Keith said, like, man, I've got some balls. If if you need some more, he goes. You know, you know, can't. Eh. He goes, if I lose two, I'm not making it anyways. <laughs> and then he made it. Fucking shot like 65 or something like that. I believe it. That's deadly. Okay, two more here, and actually, I want this. This last one might be a little longer because it might turn into three questions. But quickly here from Twitter, uh, how do you keep your feet dry if you don't have any waterproof shoes? So that's when I caddied in the PGA Tour for Andres Gonzalez. I don't know if you guys know that name. Oh, yeah. Sure. Dre, baby. Yeah. So I caddied for Dre at uh, Dakota Dunes. He won. 
um, made it rain. Uh, went out that night, had lots of fun. He went to Winnipeg the next week, finished like top 20. So he got into the Canadian, Canadian open. I flew down, stayed with Deletti in Deletti's room and I caddied for Dre. Anyways, it was the worst like rain. It would rain for two hours. We, you know, then we go sit in the caddy shant, it stopped raining for an hour. We go play, we go back in, back forth. Anyways, the tournament to Monday. Long story short, my feet were getting soaking wet. All these caddies are airing their socks out there doing whatever, blah, blah, blah. So long story short, back when we used to play street hockey as kids, I used to put bread bags over my feet and then put them in running shoes so I could like wheel when we were playing. I didn't want to wear boots. So I went into the caddy shed and there's like loaves of bread in there and food, granola bars. I take the bread, I dump them out, put the bread bags over my feet, go caddy. All these caddies come back in, taking their socks off, whatever. I just sat back, put my feet up on the table in the caddy shed and i'm like jockey's got dry feet <laughs> so that's kind of been a Love story it. and actually like every that. time i think like vin jagas who won last week his caddy at the time was not who caddied for him last week but he just like loved it he wanted to like patent this he wanted to like make like like things to make our feet dry so long story short i was in boise at graham's cabin this summer and dre was down there and the three of us were talking about that story and we're like we should like go in dragon's den like we should make like jocko sockos or something like try to like patent it so that's uh that's the story about me having dry feet bread bags caddying and pj tour all these cats look you gotta hook us up with dre he's an absolute gem you guys would love him on you there's not oh. a better guy. guy's a beauty beauty his uh on on his interview on subpar was so good yeah have you guys had you guys have had colt on too haven't you yeah early on, yeah uh, and, andrew yeah andrew stolt yeah he's oh, did you? yeah he's a beauty yeah. too yeah, Colt's a, Colt's a fun guy. I've been on about 10 road trips with him. They don't come much better than him. Uh, hey, Jocks, I feel I want to, I want to apologize. I, I, you've said so many names, and, and you've played, obviously, at a high level. You know, we never really talked about your golf game. And, like, you know, where you like, where, what was your cap at? I mean, like, Tori might know more. Like, where were you at when, in your prime with those guys, like Chris and Graham and, uh, you know, Luke? Like, were you were you in the mix, you know, week in, no. week out kind of thing? Or where were you at? that's a different category like that's like a, those guys are first liners i was like a force line checker i was pretty like i was good but different level i mean i won the lobstick open in 2001 uh, i won the teams a couple of times um where my game kind of went sideways i actually had a year where i shot in the 60s more than i shot in the 70s but that's playing the west course and tory can attest it wasn't real hard to, i mean you still got to get the ball in the hole right but i was a plus handicap for sure but where my game we had to start going sideways, I got invited to that Glencoe Invitational where they say whatever the top players in Canada. Right. And I had this like super strong grip. I'd like hit like 30 yard hooks with everything, but I just did it every time. So I like got it done. That's um, good on that course. <laughs> yeah. For that track, it's good, but everywhere else or whatever. So anyways, we, I, I go down there and all these team Canada guys like Graham and Wazalowicz and you, I think those guys were all on the team. They got these perfect golf swings and all whatever. And I got this strong grip and like I'm leaning back and I'm whatever. So I come home and I went and saw a guy. I'm not going to mention his name because I actually really like him. And he weakened my grip, changed my posture. And then I shot like 95 for like five years in a row. Like I'm not exaggerating. And I never could get it back. And that's why I say with my weak grip, I hang on to him, whatever. So I'm working with uh, Phil Jonas right now quite a bit. And I told Phil, you didn't know me back in the day when I could actually get it around and shoot under par all the time. But I want to go back to a little stronger grip you know, open my forearm a little bit and start slinging hooks. So that's what we've been working on the last three weeks. So we'll see how it works in Durrell. Look out, Sask. Jockey is <laughs> back. 
getting ready for the senior tour when I'm 55. So no, we don't much talk about my game. There's there's better stories or better other people to talk about. I can tell you lots of stories about the good players, but not about me. So no, I was never on that level. Those guys, not even close. Okay, well, and so my last question was going to be, um, you know, where did the you know connection you know with you and Graham become uh, you know so strong? Because you guys have been you know obviously friends for a long time, and you know I've I met you like I said at the uh, the teams there, and and you weren't um, you know you weren't name dropping at all. I asked you questions, and you told me this and that. You know where did the connection come between you and Graham, and obviously be you know so strong to this day. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew Graham obviously back when he played golf, but to, you know, he won the Glencoe the year that I was there. I didn't know him that well. He was always playing in the last group. I was always playing in the fourth last group. So we didn't even play a whole bunch of tournaments. I think I beat him in one and whatever, but I just think through like mutual friends, I was fun. I always hosted people. I always took care of guys, guys that stayed in my house. I was kind of the fun guy. And if you ask Graham this story and we always talk about it, is I think he said the one night we were girls together and, there was these these group of like good looking girls and this song came on and I just got up and girls and like went and grabbed these girls and started like a train. Like and all of a sudden I had like 20 people on this train going around girls to the song. And Graham's like, dude, I love this guy. This guy's gonna be my buddy. So that's me where we hit it off. That's awesome. Um, and then yeah, just it's super close. I never bugged him like about about stuff. And like so many guys just always wanted to talk golf or so many guys, you know, he'd be playing once he I carried from lots in the Canadian tour tried to help him out a little bit with money I never had any money but talked to some guys for him to try to help him out um and then I mean just yeah we just got along good and then we went to the two like when we went to the PGA tour same thing you know I would phone him on a tournament weekend and we'd talk about sports betting or hockey teams or you know I never it was never always about golf like I didn't right. really care about golf yeah it was cool he played in the PGA tour and I've had unbelievable opportunities to go certain places with him which i'm super fortunate enough but it's like i don't like delighted because he's a good golfer you right. know i have more beating him when we're playing or um you know sitting around and having drinks or his kids are awesome uh his family's awesome like we just it's just we're super close i mean i talked to him today uh it's just yeah we just kind of hit it off i think just because it was i never was like a jock sniffer that way you know i right. never was we just not a fan you're a friend yeah no for yeah. sure that's and always boredom and stuff and whatever so it's just yeah that's kind of i mean it's been so long i can't even really remember i mean been a million places together got a million stories together some for the show some not for the show <laughs> but yeah so yeah a lot like i say the stuff that i've done i was trying to think even before the podcast i was trying to think about some stuff you're gonna say and you know just the places i've been or golf things you know like i say to go to augusta to be to go to the kentucky derby to go to yeah you know lots of cool things the opportunity you know so yeah derby is deadly by the way what's that drew you got to go to the the derby oh yeah. it looks yep. sick man on social media i'm like book it let's go that's yeah, good a, it's a good time there's lots of lots of downtime in the in between the races there it's not like you go to marquis downs in saskatoon and there's like a race every six minutes it's like every hour there so it's like you lose your dough obviously and you gotta wait an hour to lose more it's kind of like a long time to get the right yeah, one so. last one. No, speaking I don't of Marquis Downs, where did Jockey come from? That's where it came from. I used okay. to go to Downs every weekend. I loved horse racing. I loved it, you know. And so then one day we were just sitting there, and actually Keegan McAvoy, like, you should be a jockey. You are the jockey. Like, you know, it's 130 pounds, and then it was just like the jockey, and then it just kind of <laughs> stuck. Ever since then, it's been the jockey. My wife is obsessed with horse racing. Like it's out of control. 
Do you guys go lots? Do you guys do you guys got a track? Down not there? A, not a whole lot. We'll, we'll go to kin like uh kin kinling. Anyways, sounds right. There in Kentucky, and then the Derby one time in Lexington. She's been to Belmont. Um, but yeah, no, we we love you know all the Triple Crown races and Breeders' Cup. So yeah, it's fun. It's a good event. That's why I like going. You sit around, have a couple beers, bullshit. It's not fast paced. You know, you have lots of time to go make a bet. You don't even have to bet. You know, you can just bet amongst your buddies or cheer for a horse. And yeah, it's, it's just, I just like doing it. something different. And yeah. So I, I used to smoke her and it would drive her crazy. I would pick the horses based on their name, like whatever <laughs> name I like best. And she would know like their bloodline, like their mares and grand mares and, and all that. And I would just be like, well, like road warrior sounds like a pretty cool horse. I'll pick him. Boom. Win. And you want to know like what? a 24 to one. <laughs> like that's probably, it's no different than sports bet. And all these people think the professional sports betters and stuff, you're better off just throwing a dart and saying, okay, I'm going to take Kentucky yeah. minus 24 tonight. Dart instead of like reading into things and, and whatnot, which. Uh, hey Jeff, actually led to my last one here and then we'll let, we'll let you go. We can kind of talk off the air if you have time. And if not, that's all good. But uh, speaking of betting, we asked a lot of the you know the NHL guys, the other other celebrities and whatnot. So, um, how much? And you don't have to answer this question. Have you lost on the golf course? And the most you've played for and won? I think the most I lost actually was against Fairburn. Me and Keegan were partners, and we were playing against Fairburn and his boss, who's like a, not a good player either. He's like a whatever. He's he's like a ten or whatever. But I think we lost twenty eight hundred bucks a guy. He can miss like a three footer or a two footer on 17. That was probably the most I ever lost. Um, I've never won that much, but I probably won. I don't know. We play this crazy game. It's called a big banker. That's what I always play with. Like when Deletti and those guys, and it can get pretty spicy. I don't know if I've won. I've, I know I've won over a thousand. Uh, me and Cudler actually old Callaway rep. We lost like close to three grand against Scotty Sissons and, and Keegan actually at the Willows in the international. Mm-hmm. Fizzler shot 29 in the back nine. We kept bumping every hole. We're like, you ain't going to keep making birdies. Press, press, press. So that's <laughs> – my gambling record's not great. And like you say, Vegas, usually they, that's, they never lose. So, <laughs> But that's how we yeah. – as, as a group, too, is like college sports betting. Like I'm like – I'm so into college football for like a Canadian guy just because of my American friends. Like I know more about college football. I didn't watch one CFL game this year. Like you know, right. I know more about – by the way, Alabama's not doing that good. Sorry, Tori, but um, are you well, fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, they're not making up. They're not making it in this year. Top four? Are you serious? Dead serious. They're hot, dude. <laughs> too bad a start, too many losses. Guaranteed, not top four. They have hey, one loss. What are you talking you get, about? You guys see Tom Brady's quote to the Ohio quarterback? Did you guys see that on Twitter yesterday? Uh-oh. Tom Brady said he'd bet him a super, one of his Super Bowl rings that Michigan wins the <laughs> wins all this year. Oh shit! To the Ohio, the Ohio State quarterback. You better be joking about Bama. I'm not a Bama fan. I know you're probably a big Nick Saban guy. I just think they get all the breaks and da 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 and whatnot. So sorry, buddy. <laughs> Dude, they're on fire right now. What's the line this week on them? Who do they play this week? Oh, cupcake this week and then they got iron bowl next week so what's the line this week are they going to cover this week uh i don't even know what the line is it's probably like 26 
I was going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll take the dog, but I don't even know how to e-transfer your money if I lose. So we may just have a friendly bet. I'll just, I'll just yeah. text and cover. Just send cash in the mail. Uh, yeah, how okay. about if I, if I win, you give me Andre's number? Deal. And if I win, you got to send me a log of chew. <laughs> That's pretty fair. Okay, there it is. The bet is in. It's cashed. Uh, Jeff Will, episode 141. Uh, obviously presented by Roller Golf, and there's obviously your end of uh, rapid fire questions presented by Tower, the Tap House, eleven twenty four, and Esteban, uh, Jeff. Man, this has been awesome today. Uh, we appreciate coming on the show. Hope we can do it again, maybe in person. Uh, hope down. I hope to get this afternoon this summer play some golf. So I'll have to hit you up. Uh, Tori, any last uh, thoughts here before we let Jeff go here? No, not no nothing. I just appreciate your time, Jeff. Well, I appreciate you guys having. Or should I say, Coach? Yeah, hopefully some of these stories don't harness my real estate career. They might, I don't, you know, some of my clients listening back, but I'm growing up now. So, no, thanks for having me, fellas. And, yeah, like I say, if there's any ever need or whatever, just like I say, I love what you guys are doing and growing the game of golf in Saskatchewan. And hopefully someday we got another couple of Graham Gillettes out there that are on tour we can cheer for. Awesome, Josh. Appreciate it, man. Take care. Okay, fellas. We'll chat later. This interview is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. The coolers of the summer are here. Local vodkas, mango seltzer, raspberry mojito, and grapefruit gin fizz are now available. If you were at Country Thunder last year, you will be familiar with these tasty drinks. These light and low-calorie drinks made by Last Mountain Distillery are fruity, refreshing, and delicious. To make things even better, Local Vodka and Last Mountain Distillery donate 10% of proceeds through the local supports local campaign to a different local charity every month. When you drink local vodka, not only are you supporting a local company, you're supporting a local charity in your community. Get out and get yourself some local coolers today. Already episode 141, a quick post-show wrap-up. Jeff Will, man, beauty. Gave us a lot of information, some good stories. You know, uh, obviously tight with, you know, GD, um, man, I thought it was great. Thoughts on it, Tori? No, I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. He, he can talk and he's, he's a great speaker, storyteller, um, just a fun guy. Used to be a really good golfer. He says he's not that good anymore, but I find that hard to believe, but, uh, just a, a good dude. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously he touched on, uh, you know, planning some events and we had some good questions and from, you know, from people that texted me and even the real estate question, you know, from a guy that DM'd and asked about it and, you know, gave a great answer and, you know, uh, knows a lot. He's been around uh, the golf scene a lot, knows some peeps. It was fun, but, uh, yeah, man. Like, I don't, and then he obviously gave us some, uh, other names to get in touch with off the record there. So, um, for podcast guests. So, uh, anything further, Tori, before we wrap it up for episode 141? No, I, I wish I would ask him if there's anyone he doesn't know. Okay. I feel like he knows everybody. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, it seems like he knows a lot of people. So, but yeah, man, episode 141, uh, anything else to add? Uh, no, just hope Troy gets feeling better. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's under the weather, but uh, he'll get it figured out, yeah. And uh, yeah, hopefully, get better to their Troy. 
and also hope to have uh, Turner back on the podcast uh, sooner or later. I know he's traveling here for hockey, so. Uh, I don't miss him. And I'm kidding. Reminder, I can't reminder, wait for him to be back. The Bruins this weekend, Saturday in Melville. So if you're in the area, come watch. The Bruins take on the Mills. And then Wednesday next week, 1230 at noon. So if, if you have a lunch break, take it. Come watch the game. If not, uh, yeah, go Bruins, go. Bruins are getting hot right now. So that's it. Episode 141. Again, Jeff will you need a house. Call him. He's pretty good at what he does. Um, presented by Roller Golf, Hosel 25, promo code. Check him out. That's it. That's all. Peace. See ya. Thanks for listening to Off the Hosel Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Reminder, all our podcasts are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Be sure to check out all our channels. Like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening.